Because there was like a car there and it wasn't and it was purple, but it was also a banana and we were in our house, but we were on vacation and it was a boat and we were under the sea. And I was really happy, but angry and sad at the same time. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Dads Being Dads. With me tonight, a very special guest, Randy James. Randy, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing, I'm doing well, as I always say. And I really, I really love that you close your eyes for that concentration. It's, oh man, I gotta get into the zone, the intro zone. We should, we should post a video just <laughs> of that intro. Not me uh, clearing my nasal passages beforehand, or yeah. <laughs> So, hmm, well, I, we can start with some follow-up. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, someone asked if we streamed, and I'm like, man, we're lucky we get the show together <laughs> <laughs> and sounding okay. Reminds me, i got to switch my, my mice before I make too much noise. Ooh. So we wanted to start with some follow-up. Uh, easy stuff. We were talking last week a lot about standardizing on things, which could could be, could be apply pretty wildly, uh, widely, but you were talking specifically about uh, sippy cups yeah. and we thought we were talking about the same ones but you said playtex and i was talking about the gerber cups oh i see doesn't really matter yeah right standards you find are one standards that, you find one that works that has a good see, this is the important part right is that if it's a sippy cup and you tip it over on the floor it shouldn't just leak all over the place yes right it's just annoying as that's the barometer of sippy cups so the the gerbers are pretty good with that they have this i can't even describe it but you'll see gerber sippies I think we have a Playtex one as well, because you were talking about the gasket, yeah, which is pretty like a, gasket-y. It's, it's, it's a two-pronged like, little gasket. Yeah, we have one of those. Stuff. Yeah, I like that Yeah, one. the Gerber ones are just like, they're plastic and they have a very small, the gasket is, is plastic, like a plastic insert. Is with, it like a white plastic one with a little yeah. fin on it? Okay, I think we had one or two of those. And those will those will do okay with the non-leaking as long as they're not filled with something, you know, carbonated. carbonated. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing works against that. Well... Sometimes I put these little um, these little tablets, these little electrolyte tablets oh, okay. in their drinks. I guess it's not they're not made for kids. I just have them for biking and whatnot, and and they taste really good. And when the kids are or or maybe we can consider this a tip. Can I do a pre-tip do, for yes. the show? Tips, tons of okay. tips. All right, we'll do it. We'll do a pre-show tip, and then we'll do tips later. Nine times out of ten, you have. A one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, even up to a five-year-old. The five-year-old is pretty good at telling you most of the time, but they'll forget. That is pissed off, in a mood, angry about everything, just inconsolable. They're thirsty. Mm. They're hungry. And we've probably said this before. Oh, yeah. Hungry. The blood chemistry, they get all crazy and grouchy. But thirsty is easier. Hungry is like, I don't want that. I don't want that. You know, I want cookies and candy and all that stuff. But thirsty, they'll they'll do. They'll drink. If If you hand them a drink, they'll usually drink it. But um, I found, at least with my kids when they were young, just giving them, uh, you know, a sippy full of water or something or milk, they, they weren't always that interested. And they might have a sip and then they'd chuck it at your face. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot so, of So <laughs> I think yeah, one time by accident, I had a bike bottle from one of my rides and I, I just handed it to one of, one of them when I got home. And they drank the entire thing like Whoa. in one sitting. And it was this little um, – it was, it was basically like 90% water. Uh, half of one of these little electrolyte tablets, which is just salt and some other stuff and and a little bit of flavoring. And then I I top it off with some juice, usually like orange juice. Nice. 
And that's just, it's weird. It mixes with the tablet in a funny way and it gives a lot of flavor. And so I discovered the kids love it. So whenever we go anywhere to any sort of outing, I always have at least two bike bottles. I always just put them in bike bottles now instead of using sippies because yeah, they're bigger. Shake, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't need to be shaked. The tablets just dissolve. Um, but they have, the bike bottles I have have like squirty tops on them. Yes. You know, so they will tip over and not spill. Uh, and I thought about this because the tablets will sort of pressurize them a little, so you have to relieve the pressure while they're while they're dissolving. I see. But always at least two, at least one for each of them, and usually one for me. Nice. And uh, if they're having a freak out, I might try to give it to them in advance. But so the tip is: long story short, always have a drink with you mm, <laughs> wherever you go. You know, I mean, for one thing, you don't know, be like, oh, "Okay, you're thirsty. I understand. Let's go into this store and wait in line, and I'll buy you oh, that's a the worst. soda." Or no, that's the worst. No. I mean, yeah. Waiting in line. Always carry something in the diaper bag, in a sippy, and something they'll like. Because uh, if if they if you get if you get over that tipping point, you get over the edge, and they're starting to freak out on you, they may take something you give them that you think they should just have, and they'll just chuck it. Yeah, so. uh, water could be a, a bummer. We we put ice in it because they like the kind of rattly sounds right. and stuff. But it's true, you do get out of the habit, you know. I mean, kids, people with infants will always have, you know, well, they should always have a million bottles on standby at any given second. Uh, you can easily fall out of that habit once the kid's up and around is a little more autonomous and he gets a little more, you know, independent sort of. Uh, they still aren't very good at detecting their own needs beyond I want that or whatever. Right. <clears throat> Especially if it's hunger or whatnot. They just get cranky. They think it's everything but... And it's tricky for the parents, too. I mean, sometimes we have no idea why the kids are freaking out. And you do a time check, and you're like, oh, geez, we're, you know, 15 minutes off from dinner, and we skipped snack. So get them some fizzy water. Yeah, get I think, it to them but fast. I think, I think that's a pretty safe bet the majority of the time. Freaking out. What's their problem? Give, just give them a drink. <laughs> give them Even if they're not thirsty, they'll enjoy it for a little bit. They'll settle down, and then they can maybe talk to you about what they want. Yeah. But so wherever you go, if you're traveling, you get in the car, always have a drink up front with you always. And if they start freaking out, just reach back, hand them the drink. Maybe they're going to chuck it at the back of your head, but yeah. if it's something they like, they'll be okay. And don't give them a slug off your energy drink. It sounds like a great idea. Short term, <laughs> long term, it's horrible. <laughs> no, don't give them, don't give them pure Gatorade. Or, yeah. Avoid the, avoid the juice if you can. I mean, we, I mean, we've shifted to, we will give them juice, but I always water it down. Yeah. It's minimum 50, 50, 50. Yeah. Right? So we do with the OJ. I mean, heck I drink OJ and it's, burns there's so much sugar and acid and it's like holy cow yeah make it cough if you you know inhale it not like much won't but you know my point yeah so that's a pre-tip i like mm. that tip it's a good tip <laughs> you had why what did you have written down for into and happy birthday at today's party? Oh, oh i was at a birthday you had a party birthday. today yeah we were at a birthday party a friend of uh, josie's and you know, the, the time came, everyone packed into the room, loaded up on juice boxes and pizza, and then the cake came out, and I just waited with anticipation. And <laughs> wouldn't you know, man, the most melodic, sweet singing just busted out of this party. I was like, what? And I don't know if it's just the right mix of parents and kids, but kids were singing, parents were singing. I think I was trying to break it down, because that's what we do. And it sounded like there was one or two strong leads who who really had mm. had the tune and had it down and then just they started slugging it out and much like if someone starts rough everyone continues rough this person they, started they strong pulled it together yeah. and they just carried it through it was great i couldn't believe it 
So, you know, as much as we complain that sometimes it doesn't sound so good, sometimes Well, there are some families nice. as well. There are some melodic families. True. Go, Musical peoples. You go to one of their birthdays and everyone is, no one's embarrassed. Everyone's happy to sing at the top of their lungs <laughs> and they do it together <laughs> and, and they do it in tune. Key. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> none of them, none of them like, you know, and yeah, I know a few families like that. And it's always interesting. They've all got there's their no, pitch pipes in their pockets. <laughs> there's no embarrassment when they, when they bust it out. That's good news. That's reassuring. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, I couldn't help but kind of like grin and look like an idiot the whole time. But, and then I tried I, to sing and I couldn't. I was like, oh, God, I can't sing oh. today. So I just bailed <laughs> did you out. Do, did you do your uh, harmony at the end? No, no? Oh, I, I bailed. My my voice was oh, all shot. It's a little, yeah. it's still a little shot from this. Didn't cold. want to distract from the, the already. I didn't want to be singing. that guy. Yeah, and plus I was just mm-hmm. kind of in awe l- listening to the beauty. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, That's good. You yeah. made made the day happy. <laughs> I I sent you. We don't have to dig too deep into this, but I forwarded you. We got it. We got some feedback from the website. Someone that listened to the show, maybe you didn't see the email sent. Um, there is a, there's a whole website or project or what you want to call it about, well, I'll just read the title. It's from the, the University of Minnesota. There's, uh, something called the Department of Family Social Science, and they have this site titled Birthdays Without Pressure. And there's a whole bunch of Mm -hmm. items on here, and I haven't dug through it, about where birthdays have gone. And it's, it's it's kind of nice to read that, it's kind of nice to see that someone else at least has been thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. This. I took a look through some of that, the first stuff, and it was all exactly about what we were talking about and the, and the yeah. stresses it creates. And well, just a quick example of what they're saying. It's like, what, there's a question is, what what's out of control about birthday parties yeah. today? Uh, party costs, the number of children exceeds what parents can handle, too many presents, yeah. gift bags just oh, contain yeah. junk. Kids are overstimulated. Uh, the themes are, you know, competitive. You have to be cooler. Um, birthday <laughs> birthday celebrations are turning into weeks, you know, or yeah, months, yeah. which is so true. It's the same with the holidays, too. It's like, let's go yeah. to fourth Christmas. Woo! And then, of course, there's this endless strive for perfection. Everything has to be yeah. once-in-a-lifetime experience. And then they go into the whys, like why they think it's getting out of control uh, and I guess the important part is somewhere in here, there's got to be what can we do about it? Oh, yeah, there's a whole option deck section. So we'll, I guess we'll put that link in the show notes for anyone that wants to sure. dig through it. We are um, no way affiliated with these no. people. If there are Easter eggs no. buried in sight, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Easter <laughs> eggs or viruses. Yeah, we don't know. We just looked they, at it. it seemed cool. We just, we just got some feedback about it. But it was, it was at least interesting to see that someone was um, on the same wavelength right you know right. now i feel like oh we can take it a step farther but <laughs> we'll leave it at that and we'll put that link in the notes for you sure do with it what you will my friends mm. so hmm, i had some more we've been talking a lot lately about reading oh great man my five-year-old you, you and i have been talking yeah we've been working on it i'm starting to now you were kind of figuring out what to do about the aversion to it that your kid was having i'm like whoa Josie's great she's loving it well the aversion phase has started with her now as well so she hasn't started scratching herself but it's very much you know, i don't want to do this now this is too hard oh you tell me what the word says i don't want to sound it out kind of, <laughs> kind of stuff like that um she, you know I, I haven't really tackled that specific thing head on but i'm trying more to when it comes up as a matter of course in a day mm-hmm. 
you know, oh, Dad, what's that sign say? Well, what do you think? You know, what, what do you see up front? Oh, blah, yeah, blah, they blah. love that. Yeah, well, you actually, tell me what it says. Well, you know what I'm saying. Just involving her and in, in discovering right. stuff when it's relevant to her interest at the moment. Versus I, later on in the night, I'm like, oh, let's sit down and read. I don't want to read. Nah. Oh, when they're tired, yeah, for yeah, sure. So here, here's, works. yeah, I mean, here's what I've discovered. One, I am by no means an expert at this. I'm terrible. <laughs> so we we talked about parent, parent-teacher conferences before, and mm. pretty much the only thing I asked the teacher, you know, we talked and we talked. We all kind of like, yep, yep, we agree. That's all good stuff. And we're totally, totally in line with what's happening. We know what she's doing. She's know what we're doing. We just chatted. Right, right. And when she asked if we had any questions, the only question I had for her was if she had any advice on strategies for uh, encouraging reading, teaching, reading, that sort of thing. Yeah. And she looked at me with a very straight, you know, very straight face and just said, just said, just keep reading to them. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, and, and you know, my face kind of drops. I'm like, come on. It's, it's too easy. <laughs> we do that like crazy now. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to be like, just don't do that. Right. <laughs> Don't don't treat me like that. Like I'll do the work. Yeah, just, yeah. You got any ideas for steps? Like what do you guys do? No, she's stuck with it. Just yeah. Sometimes just keep reading. That's it. the best. Just uh, reiterative influence or whatever. Uh, yeah, and I suppose it's true. I mean, get them just to raise interest, right? Yeah, so yeah. what's become of it is essentially now Sundays. Um, you know, Saturdays we usually have, we, now we have basketball in the morning oh, and it'll, it'll turn into some other sport. We've talked about basketball. Remember the dunking? Oh yeah. Face? Dunking so, on the kid. There's another, Classic actually I think I have move. another good basketball story, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> there's one every week. <laughs> there's always something. But, uh, so Saturday's kind of consumed with social events and being outside and, um, playing and running and all that kind of stuff. And Sunday, it's, Sunday's kind of the lazy Sunday, but sometime during the day on Saturday, we'll, we will go to the library. Right. And I don't want to sound too obvious about this, and maybe I'll label it as That's another tip. That's where you tip. get books, right? That is that is the best place to get books. I don't. I mean, you're genius. I don't want to alarm you people or anything, but <laughs> they they will just give them to you. Yeah, you don't even have to pay, man. You just take a big pile and walk and you can on take out as many as you want. The cops never show up. It's fantastic, and it makes me. I've only recently, and I'm not even being facetious about this, right? Because I've only really rediscovered it while trying to teach my son to read and, and realizing that I really should stop. He already gets his one book a day from school that the teacher sends home with him. It's pretty easy. And we read that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've kind of come to terms with like, like that That should just be enough for now until his interest grows. Mm. And in the meantime, we will go to the library every week. I will let him pick as many books as he wants of different things. And I'll tell you about what some of the ones they are. <laughs> And um, I'll pick a bunch that I think I want to read to him. And I've started trying to find some for myself and sometimes just giving up because who has time for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Too busy reading <laughs> to your kid. <laughs> Too busy. Yeah. And and we basically spend most of the day Sunday reading. Nice. Um, and that's it. I, I don't know. And it's it's a lot of fun and they get into it and both kids sit there. And if they're going bananas, they'll sit down. And I think we mentioned that before. Yeah. The quiet reading times just impromptu those are the best mm-hmm. but the library people i mean ours is a lot of our stuff is within walking distance so it's a nice little adventure we go over there we hang out there's a lot of toys and puzzles there they play for a while while we pick out books and he sits it's crazy to me now i sit behind the bookshelf <laughs> like peering over at him because he will go pick Recording out books his moves. and sit down at a table and open them up and just start flipping through it nice and flipping through it and i have no idea if he's looking at the words or not he probably isn't <laughs> But he's he's scanning them, and I'm like, oh his my God. love of reading is being kindled. That's what you want. Yeah, man. I think so. And I don't want to, um, 
I think I'm just going to continue on this track. We'll just keep our routine of going back to the library every Saturday and read as many. I will read as many of those as I can to him and we'll stick with his his daily book from school that he actually will enjoy reading. But if I try to add to that, mm. then he, that's when he sort of resists. Yeah, unless he's chosen it himself. Um, no, even the ones he chooses himself. Are, oh, he doesn't want to. Himself. <laughs> he doesn't want you to walk there. Yeah, you read that to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to catch up. And so reminds, guess what? Oh, go ahead. Oh. Guess guess what he's gravitated to. <sighs> what he what books he found in the library that are now his favorite. Jeez, With no no cajoling on my part, and nor did I really have a huge interest in this when I was a kid. Huh. I don't just know. any guess. Go ahead. I have Pick something. no idea. Oh, please. I, I, what do you um, think little boys like? Little boys like all sorts of stuff. How about mm. space astronomy? Mm, no. That's my guess. See? Come on. You probably have pictures on your wall right now. This sort of thing. Mm. Superman. Oh, superheroes. Batman. They have that at the yes. library? Super, oh, yeah, of course. They've ever, they have. In fact, one of the books I took out this week, you will really love this. <laughs> they have that at the library. They have everything at the library. What? I got a book. It is a, I don't know, it's probably two inches thick. Of some, it's it's the number. It's the first X Men comic book through oh. whatever number. There's an entire shelf yeah. in the back of the kids section on whatever it's for, of like every comic book ever made. All the ex- but all in the these graphic condensed, novel forms. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, full color, but in these hardback bound books of the series. So it's I like no it's idea. Like issue number one through twenty oh. or something. All stuck together. Awesome. And I'm like, I can just take this home. Like, I've never even liked comic books, but yeah. this makes me want to, like, like them it because everybody else them likes them. Yeah, and I can just take it home for free. Well, it's the crazy. thing I liked least about comics when I was collecting them is it was just week to week. The story would just barely start, and then it would, oh, you got to have a cliffhanger to carry over to the next week. It, so, yeah, I, I'd prefer to just sit down and plow through a novel. That's always the way I've been. So, I would I would read runs of comic books. But, yeah, you know, they obviously have to come out. So, graphic novels are awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's what you can do. Yeah. Find a comic that you have not read. Just go to the library and get the whole series. Awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea the library had books. No, I knew they had books, but I didn't know they had that kind of books. I mean, it's... It's really making me, going back to all my stingy talk with the holidays and whatnot, and I made jokes, I think I'd posted some jokes about taking library books out and wrapping them just to fill the Christmas tree, but... (laughs) (laughs) This is your gift. We have to return it next week, but enjoy your gift. Our kids wouldn't have cared. They they probably wouldn't have noticed, and they they would have known they were library books, but they would have had fun opening them, and that would have been the exciting part, like opening them, oh, look at these cool books, and like, let's go bring them back, and we'll get new ones. Yeah. That book. That was my book. You gave we can it go to back. Me. That's the best part. You can go back to the library and go, Can I renew this book? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And they just like, Until my son comes it. to terms with the fast one I pulled when I gave him a gift. <laughs> no, no. I mean, <laughs> they just let you keep borrowing the same book over and over. No, I know. I, know. I think there's an upper limit on it, but I'm not sure. And mm. if it's overdue, like you forget to bring one back and it's overdue, you go, Can you just mark that as renewed? Like, sure. Beep. You know. Mm-mm. So you don't know. You don't know it's the money anymore. It's fine. That's fantastic. Yeah. Libraries, man. But uh, it, it got me thinking. I found a new um, money-making scheme. Really? Do you want to hear about this? Sure. It has I a lot mean, to do, do you want to give it away? Right? There's at least a handful of people listening to us right now. I do. I've decided. <laughs> I hope so. I've decided to become a writer of ah, kids' books. All right. I'm looking at one right now. My and, sister uh, was going to be doing that. I was going to do some drawings for her. Well, what are you reading to Josie right now? Uh, I'm not. I'm talking to you. Um 
But in general, we're, uh, (laughs) but it, all sorts of stuff. Um, she's, yeah, I'm trying to think. She's been reading this, but she'd been really into this, what's going on inside my body book, which is pretty neat. All these little (laughs) flaps and stuff like that. We've been, (laughs) it's all, it's all about digestion and perspiration and stuff. It's pretty cool. Okay. A little fancy Nancy. That's her more, uh, you know, frivolous book that she's enjoying. Oh, what's the, what's the Pinkalicious? Pinkalicious. That's the one I always see on the shelves. It's like, oh, easy reader books. And there's a mountain of them. And I start pulling them out. And it's all these like pink, frilly little girl books. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, come on. I'm not even going to read that to my little girl. Uh, come on. If she, if she picks it out, you got to let her read some of it. No, no. I'll tape that section on the <laughs> shelf so she can't pull it out. She's two. She's not picking anything yet. Yeah. Uh, no, so um, there, I think this is popular among the kids at the moment. I'm mm. not sure what age range. But there is a series of books called, um, well, they're written by Mary Pope Osborne. Hmm. Have you heard of this woman? Sounds familiar. And she has quite the racket going. I'm holding one in my hands right now. And they're called the Magic Treehouse Books. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of those. Have you heard of these? Yeah. There is like a hundred of them. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. And they're fairly short. This one is just about 70 pages with a few illustrations. Uh, you know, maybe three, five, ten, maybe like 20 lines each hmm. uh, page kind of thing. So it's not so a short page so or a short content on the page as well. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're very kid oriented, right? They mm-hmm. go on these little adventures and this one, they go to the, to the Amazon and they discover some things oh. and, and a That's huge a section of the beginning of the book is them getting into this treehouse and then going there. And then it's like the middle is the adventure. And then the last third is them coming home. And it's kind of repetitive as far as. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even just most of the introductions the same. And uh, I don't know. It seems rather genius. I feel like not, not to sell her short. Right. And as you said, they, they chain these, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. They, they're sectioned like one through five go together or one through four go together and five through eight go together. Mm -hmm. And, I forget what I probably got the numbers wrong and someone's going to write in and yell at me for getting them wrong. But, uh, it's a pretty, pretty genius. Um, (laughs) I just, I need a theme. What should we, Hmm. what should we make ours about? You got the goosebumps with the scary stories, right? And you got the adventuring. Well, they have a treehouse. That's what I mean. So she has a centralized theme, but a magic treehouse that travels through time and space, which is like, geez, now you can do anything. Well, right. And I did, well, I used to tell, um, when we were camping, Max would want me to tell stories, but it's too dark. I don't want to turn a flashlight. So I just say, all right, how about I just, uh, he's like, read me more stories. I said, how about I just make up yeah, some stories? He's like, okay. Do that for Josie still. <laughs> she loves them. I'm like, man, if he loves these stories, yeah, yeah. I can just write them down. Mine was essentially about, uh, not even going to call it magic, but about skateboarding. And I would always do magic just, skateboard. Oh, I like it. Yeah, it would kind of go like this, you know, like little... There was a little boy, and I just, it was ridiculous. Sentence. There was a little boy named George, and he loved to skateboard. And one morning he woke up, and he got a skateboard, and he rode down the stairs, and he went outside, and then he built himself a ramp, and the ramp was really tall. And he went up the hill, and he flew down, and he went up the ramp, and the ramp was so high that he flew up into the sky, and he went around an airplane twice, and then he went out into outer space and landed on the wow. moon. And he rode around the backside of the moon. Your kid is going to be terrified of skateboards when he's older. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I'm I'm compressing it a little bit. It went on and on like yeah, that. Yeah. And he'd have this fun space adventure. And then he would jump off the moon and fly through the atmosphere and come down and land wow. on the skateboard ramp and skid to a stop and go back home and have dinner and go to bed. 
And he'd just be sitting there with his eyes like mesmerized, like, holy cow. And then I'd be like, okay, good night. He's like, tell me another one. Yeah. <laughs> That's when oh, you know it's okay. good. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I could write some of these. Sure. It's just start recording together. what you tell him. Boy. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I've had Straight a couple to- I made up for Josie. I'm like, man, I got to remember this because that was awesome. And I have Straight this problem book. where I can't like, um, I always have some type of morality tale or there's a, I mean, you got to have a protagonist, got to have an antagonist, right? So that is true. You know, I always have the king who's over taxing his subjects and his, <laughs> you know, and he's trying to make a monster out of the swamp monster, but his brother of the night goes out and realizes the swamp monster's cool. And so they devise a scheme to scare the king out of town, and everyone lives happy. I have this problem. I think they've been done before, but hmm. hasn't sure everything been done before in a way? Sometimes the the antagonist has a bit of a negative effect. Mm. Like the, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're the, like, I the, want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, like the Cinderella movies. Or, yeah. like, there was one my niece used to watch all the time. And it was like 80% of the movie was these awful, evil, it was the mermaid one there. And they live underwater. Mm. Anyway. The, Little the, mermaid or something. I don't know what it was. They always, but, the, the bad guys tend to be all like glitzed up and more memorable. Yeah, and it was the, the majority of the, of the show yeah, until yeah. like the last five minutes and they're like, oh, good wins over evil and take that. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but by that time they're asleep. <laughs> you've developed the bad guy as the most complete, <laughs> clear character and you've glossed <laughs> right. over the good guy because yeah, he's a good guy. So he does right. good. So, you know, and there we they, go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and for a while she started walking around talking like them. Oh, like, geez. oh God, you will never watch that movie. If she wasn't casting spells on you. That's when you got to put your foot mm, down. What's the book? There's a book about a girl who lives in an apartment in New York City by herself or something. No oh, idea. Remember. I'll, I'll remember it next time. That was also the worst. There was a movie about it. <laughs> Interesting. Josie likes a lot of the nature that. books. She's been crawling through the Earth's Animal series. She's really into those. Dolphins, termites. It's pretty cool. Termites. Yeah, termites. We, we talked about his fear of black hole swallowing the earth. That was last time. Oh, yeah. That is a complex fear. What <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Well, because he, he watched one of those, uh, not nature. We watched a show about the universe. Oh, I think yeah. It's called The Universe. And it was about black holes. I, I thought I was on the when I, was, I, I was young, probably older than our kids, though. I used to love that stuff. Hmm. Anything to do with space or postulating about space, artists' renditions of what they think space and space. Oh, I just was all over it. Hmm. Oh, I have a hmm, to change topics a little bit. Let's do it. I have a little bit of follow up, a little more follow up. Everything's follow up because we talked about something last time. I mentioned that crazy story about the security issues with calling, I believe it was the principal financial group now, but I remembered the details of what it was. It was a 401k. Yeah, you never told us your uh, secret passcode, though. <laughs> I never told you what the question was. <laughs> no, you never told us that answer, Randy. Mm, that's okay. It's better left unsaid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't really tell you because it had swears in it and I stuff. We and... could bleep it out, though. But it now. All right, fine. Well, that way the people <laughs> think they know we're going to say it, and then they still get robbed, but, you know. <laughs> So it turns out, I mean, I remember specifically what it was. It was a 401k from a previous company uh, that I had worked for that I was trying to roll over into an IRA. Mm. And the reason I had to call them was because the the 401k had some spousal thing on it and I had to like get her consent and all that kind of stuff. So what got a little bit worse here, the point of this story, is that they had no 
you know, after closing out, they had no way to electronically transfer the money into the IRA. Oh, clearly, since they didn't even have a way to keep your passwords and secrets secure. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And, and they wouldn't, and I didn't understand this at all, they would not mail a check directly to the other organization that was managing the IRA. So they mailed it to me huh. in, in, and paid it to the order of the, the IRA managing company, whatever, which is just ShareBuilder. Yeah, yeah. So just ShareBuilder is the company I was sending the IRA to. And this is horribly nerve-wracking, mm. right? I mean, at least they didn't fax it, but what? <laughs> well, they can't really fax a check. No, I know, but that's, that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. That's the joke. <laughs> I'll just sign this, and maybe that would still work. I'm not sure. So they sent it through the mail twice to maximize the potential of it getting ripped open and shredded or worse. Well, yeah. So it came through the mail once to me. And then, you know, I always have to tell my wife, I'm like, okay, there's a check for a huge sum of money coming <laughs> in the mail. Uh, please do not throw away any of the mail. Just put it, you know, don't. Because <laughs> one time I think she did say, you know, there's a bunch of junk mail. I'm like, well, I was expecting this check or something. Where is it? She's like, oh, you know, I might have tossed it out with a bunch of junk oh. mail. Because like, it look, usually looks like junk yeah, mail. Yeah, yeah. Because they're very plain. Open this now. Immediate attention required. That's what they all say now. It's like, it's no point. <laughs> check and close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So that just freaks me out because the postal service is not hugely trustworthy, right? And then I, I mean, it's like, how long? You'd probably get the money back, right? But how long would you have to wait? Because you'd have to call the original company and go, can you please cancel that check? And they'd be like, yeah, sure, sir. That's going to cost you $50 yeah. cancellation uh, fee and you have to wait 90 days. And, oh, man. And like, oh, man. So, so that, yeah, I'll need your once. passcode again. <laughs> and triplicate. And we're going to need to know your mother's maiden name. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, I had to send it back out in the mail to for deposit and it's been in limbo right because i haven't seen a deposit yet it's been i think enough days where they should have received it hey. but i don't know how long it's going to take up the process and register it on the account so i'm just i'm sitting here like okay this is terrible <laughs> this is the worst i'm never <laughs> because, dealing with this company again. well what's even worse on the second leg of it right is that if it if it's if it goes like two weeks say and i go okay is it lost right mm. so i'll call i'd have to call ShareBuilder and say I sent you a check. Did you get it? And they'll go, well, has it has it cleared on your account? No. Well, then we haven't received it. Like, well, was it in queue somewhere? Well, we don't know. Where do you check with that? I don't know. So I'll say, okay, I'm going to call the other company and have it canceled, right? But how did it, can I tell ShareBuilder, if you do find that check, <laughs> yeah. in the meantime, please shred it, right? Do you think they have a system to remember that somewhere? Nope. No. <laughs> no, they <laughs> don't. Professional opinion is not at all. No. So I, you know, so what would inevitably happen is I'd call the other company, have them cancel it, and then Shareable would find the check, and they'd try to deposit it, and it would bounce, <laughs> and then they'd charge, you know what I mean? Oh. So it's the kind of, I'm trying to be relaxed about it. I'm just like, I'll just wait. Give uh, it some time. Just chill out. No big deal. You know. It's not urgent. It's just your retirement at stake. Deal with it. Nothing it's major. Small portion of hey man, it wasn't at that company very long, I guess. Come on. It is. It's big stuff. So that's stressful. I hear you. Want to know what else is stressful? I do. I'm segueing here. Night terrors. Hmm. Stressful for you? Stressful for the parents. Cool can, name. What, what is, can you tell me what a night terror is? Yeah. Well, a night terror is an event that happens more than often than not at night where a kid wakes up. Or sort of wakes up, uh, and just either freaks out uncontrollably or is scared or 
basically you go in the room, they start crying, 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 like really seriously. And you're like, oh my gosh, what happened? Did you boop, did you smash your teeth on your crib. What's going on? And you go in there and they look at you and some, half the time they go, they get worse. Other times they're not even recognizing you. They don't see you. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just keep going and keep going and keep going. And, um, this happened to our, <laughs> I say our youngest one by 30 seconds, but it happened to our youngest one kind of off and on the past couple of weeks. Now everyone has been kind of getting over a pretty sticky sickness. It's stuck around for a while and it's, it's been a drag getting over. And so I'm hoping this is the root cause of it. But apparently night terrors are also confusional arousals, a similar thing where they wake up and they're all confused. And so they freak out and they're and, confused from their arousal. Yes. Well, from waking that, that <laughs> definition of arousal waking. Okay. Let's call it confusional waking, even though. Okay. Sometimes I'm still confused too. <laughs> even when you're asked. No, but anyway, That's so I mean. very similar symptom though. Kid, you know, no matter what you do, they, you can't really help them. So you basically just have to make sure they can't hurt themselves. Cause when, my youngest was doing, he was just wriggling around and throwing his head around. And I, I'm like, what happened? Did something break in his brain? What's going on? And, um, you know, it happened a couple times. And then we fortunately had a, and you rush in with the ratchet straps no, and that makes him happier. Give him, lock him down. No, you just kind of make sure he's not going to bonk into anything and hang out with him until he winds down. Uh, usually it takes 10 to 20 minutes. For them to chill out, but, uh, it's, it's pretty freaky. So, you know, we got some information. It's pretty normal, but it's interesting. I guess the causes, most common causes for them. TV. No, no, believe what? it or not, it wasn't even mentioned in any of the stuff I read is, uh -huh. um, a fever, which okay. we've probably had off and on trying to get rid of this ridiculous cold and also overtired. So being overtired. So he had also been going because I think, of the sickness, he's been waking up early uh, and kind of staying up a little late. Not much, but a little bit. So I'm starting to think maybe the, you know, the combination of being sick and all was the root cause. But it kind of hit home that whole thing we've been saying all along, which is, you know, bedtime is bedtime. You got to have your schedule and they got to help them stick to their schedule. So yeah. Apparently it could really whack them out. Well, and it's hard. Um, hmm. I mean, we had, a little discussion today near nap time and it's similar to the thirsty thing right kids at a certain age won't tell you they're tired mm. oh yeah they don't you even know, know they're just like Bruh. i think it maybe we should introduce every show by saying we're not talking about specific ages we should probably introduce every topic by talking with age ranges because yeah my five-year-old if he's tired he'll he'll literally at this point he'll be like i'm tired and he won't take a nap in his bed but he'll go build a little fort out of pillows and, and fall asleep in the living room oh, under a cool. pile of pillows. Oh man. That's and awesome. It doesn't happen often, but if he's worn out, that's, that's what he'll do. Yeah. But the two year old, uh, no, if she's tired, she'll probably get more crazy. Yeah. They go crazy. They get fancier and, and they try to get more stuff done and it doesn't work out because they're yeah. exhausted. And, and she was, she was up a lot last night and I don't know, around her normal nap time today, I was, you know, we, my wife and I had a little discussion and I said, uh, well, you know, let's, let's get her up to bed. And she looked at me and said, well, she's not tired. <laughs> I said, yeah, she is like, yeah. she, if she's, she doesn't appear to be tired, but she actually appears like she's going crazy. And that's probably because she's overtired. Exactly. Cause she was up all, I was like, she was up a lot last night and now is her nap time. So let's, let's get her up and start settling her down. Um, 
So sometimes it's not so obvious, but so reminding yourself of that schedule, uh, checking the checking the time, whatever. Just thinking about things that have happened. Did they sleep well last night? Yeah. Have they been running around all morning, all afternoon, whatever? Did they have bags in their eyes when they woke up? Because my other one has been during this whole thing, right? Every morning he'd be up. He's just like, hey, dad. He's got these huge bags under his eyes. And he's this big, dopey smile, but he's exhausted. And I'm like, huh. Because they're keeping be- each other? Yeah, because the other one was up going, bah! For like you know, oh. forty minutes out of the night, or yeah. you know, ten minutes one time, twenty minutes the next time. A couple, a couple nights he was up two or three times and just crying and crying and crying. I mean, just loud screaming like something hardly ever does. You know, just, woof. Night terrors. Night terrors. Oh, do you ever ask them what they dreamed about? Not that your your little boys, your eighteen month olds, could really tell you, but oh yeah, uh, I've asked the five year old. And it's kind of crazy. You got to ask them right <laughs> when they wake up, so they remember. But they will, they will tell you. Oh, they yeah. will tell you some funny stories. And now I, I'm going to have to record some of these. Yeah. And we'll play them on the show. But yeah, you get him, get him up in the morning, or even if he runs upstairs. Like a couple times, he's run upstairs in the middle of the night, saying, "Oh, I had a bad dream" or whatever. And um, so I'll, I'll ask him right away. I'll go, "What were you dreaming about?" And I'll like turn the light on and just start talking to him. And he. He starts telling me, I'm like, that's not scary. I love it. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> half the time, if you try to discuss one of your scary dreams, it okay. sounds totally dumb and boring. And you're like, but it was horrifying at the time. Right, because I think the same the same irrational part of the dream translates to irrational emotions yes. in the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, because there was like a car there and it wasn't and it was purple, but it was also a banana <laughs> and we were in our house, but we were on vacation and it was a boat. <laughs> And like, what? we were under the sea and, <sighs> and I was really happy, but angry and sad at the same time. Wow. You, know? you know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the kind of things that dreams can do to you. Oh yeah. That's not what you, you just totally reminded me of one of my scariest dreams, which is so not <laughs> scary when I explain it, but it scared the pants off of me. And I woke, and I was older too. And it, part of it was, it was so mundane. So I used to hang out and look out my bedroom window a lot. Uh, cause I would check out the stars at night, but I remember the tree line very distinctively cause that was part of my view and my dream. I was just hanging out my window, looking at the tree line and I looked to the right in this gigantic football player, like a couple heads taller than the trees, just kind of slowly ran by the scene. And like, that was the whole dream. And I woke up terrified and I, <laughs> I was like, what the, and you know, the rational part of my brain is like, what? How is that scary? But it was scary because it was so vividly real and he was so freaking huge. I'm like, what is going on? And it just panicked me for a second and I woke up. So this is why you don't watch sports. No, no, no. <laughs> I, well, maybe, but I still play. Since them, we're talking so. about, since we're talking about dreams, my, I remember my scariest kid dream. Oh, very explicitly. And I, I think as I got older, I figured it out, but I was in the corner room in the house. Oh. So I had two windows, you know, one of the, and my bed was under both windows. Okay. So there was a window sort of behind me and a window to the right. And I don't know how it happened. I think I think when there was a full moon and it was in the right place in the sky, I would wake up in the middle of the night and it looked like my room had four windows. Oh, oh I see. Be- yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the light would shine <laughs> that is kind the of window freaky. on the opposite wall yeah. from both windows. So it literally looked like my room had no door. And yeah, it would freak me out. Yeah. That was like, so it wasn't even a nightmare. It was like, a, I mean, I was awake. Uh, <laughs> so I guess this is more like night terrors, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I you remember were arousally being confused awake. or confusionally yes, aroused. Confused about my arousal. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And it it it's. I I think I had a dream before that where I would, you know, it was so scary. I remember getting up out of my room and going to my parents' room. But um, when this started happening, I think I was waking up from those nightmares. And then seeing four windows. Being trapped in your room. And I couldn't get out of my room. I didn't get out of my bed to go check, of course, because there were monsters on my bed and stuff. Far too scary. And that was it. I was like, okay. So you didn't have shades down when you slept, huh? Can't deal with this right now. Maybe they, I know I had shades. Maybe I just hadn't put them down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was so, Uh, I never had, I always closed the shades when I was a kid. I still kind of do. I don't like darkness staring at me. It freaks me out. Darn, we're giving we're giving away all of our inner fears. Football players, yeah. you never know when the football players are watching. My fear of no doors, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't panic and climb out one of the windows. Right? Yeah. I guess I could have tried to climb out one of the fake You're windows. Like, I'm getting out of here okay. one way or another. Yeah, <laughs> just charge <laughs> it to the wall. Oh, I love it. Actually, it's one that, of those. You know that we're talking about it. So Josie's mm. had this wacky bear fear thing going. She's been talking about bears. Daddy, I don't really like bears. They freak me out. You know, do they live around here? Do they eat people? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Josie, what, what's going on with the bears? And she tells me this dream she had about bears. And like most kids dream, it made no sense at all. And I'm like, where was the bear? Like, she didn't even mention the bear the first two times she explained it to me. I'm like, how is there a bear involved? But again, something stuck in her head. And I think, it, you know, it's the bear. It's the bear dream. It's the scary dream stuff. Mine was lightning. Oh, okay. Um, Max used to think, he used to be horribly scared of lightning. Not not anymore. But he used to ask, I saw your questions in the notes. He used to ask the same questions. Like, will the lightning come in the house? <laughs> yes, the and of course, I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, oh, that's a lightning. And then, of course, I decided to be funny to use it against him when... <laughs> Wanted to go upstairs. I, I, I used to, be, you know, when he was being slow upstairs, going upstairs. The lightning's coming to get you. Like, oh my god, booms oh. in the sky, and he just start running, yeah. running up the stairs. I tried that against Josie. I got a really bad look from the wife. Right. I was like, Josie, <laughs> just go get dressed, or else I'm going to let the bears in. She's I'm like, gonna oh, the bears out. <laughs> like, Why are you feeding? You open the front door. Bears. Go Josie's home. not eating your dinner. But it's like I explained her like how long we would have to drive right. to even be to a place that there's like a one percent chance of us even seeing a bear and she's like well what if they get in the house i'm like what the, that's yeah. the point they're nowhere near the house they're nowhere near the house are the bears again, gonna come in yes they're rational yes, they will but i've taken it to i've taught her a lot about bears and you know how to hang your food when you're camping and how they eat and migrate and why they need large tracks well, i'm sure of she land. remembers that too hey you camping. know at laying the foundations she might become a bearologist when she grows up for all i know i'm a bearologist you're a bearologist sure i didn't know that <laughs> you minored in bearology i'm also a beekeeper and a rocket surgeon <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned the the spousal uh what's the word for when you brainwash someone and use it as a tool against someone else uh, you know these sort of subtle feed information to an intermediary party. Anyway, <laughs> I, my vocabulary is very slim. That's okay. It's late on a Sunday but a couple night. Times, we can't be that sharp. Uh, my son has asked me like leading vegetarian questions because I am not a vegetarian. My wife is, and my kids have become vegetarians because oh. my wife prepares most of the we- meals. And uh, I've gotten, I see it's it's a terrible story because I can't remember the specific example. But I've had <laughs> I've had Max like look at me while I'm eating, and he's like, "Are you eating?" 
a chicken. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's probably not a whole chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them. You know, but he gives me like some <laughs> some look and then says some quippy thing like, animals are people too. Oh, and I'm like, what? Do. Where are you coming up with this? Why? No, they're not. <laughs> and today, today, it was a warm day outside, right? And as you know, I ride my bike everywhere. So I was outside. I said, after lunch, while Molly's napping, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to clean the bike because it was just nasty. Mm. And it's the salt corrodes it. And oh, it's yeah, yeah. So we have these uh, French drains all around the house that I, I built a long time ago. And they're really deep. They're like three feet off the house because we have the house overhangs really far. Okay. And they all, it runs underground, this big plastic thing, and then runs downhill all around the trench out to the backyard into this big dry well. Keeps the basement from yeah, flooding. Yeah. That's all, all buried, right? Buried PVC, punctured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all wrapped in cloth, yeah. and then it's got a little wedge-shaped plastic lining, so it all runs downhill anyway. And so, because the ground was all muddy, I set up my bike stand on the stones. Okay. Right? On this, uh, on the French drains. And I started cleaning it. And I'm cleaning it with all kinds of stuff. You know, I have this, like, degreaser. It's water-based. I'm scrubbing things. It's, let's just say it's fairly safe. And Max came outside and he's, he's watching me and hanging out and asking me stuff. And he, and he looks at me and, and a lot, cause I'm cleaning the chain and all this stuff is I dripping all over the place, dripping the stone. Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, Hey daddy, um, where does that go? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, where does, where does the stuff go that's falling off your bike? I'm like, well, it's going into those rocks. And then the rain's going to wash it into our little trench there. And it's going to go down into the ground over there. He goes, Will that hurt the trees? It's <laughs> a good question. I like, hmm. Like, no, well. son, it goes directly into the kidneys of otters. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> and you're like, well, this is new. Yeah. Uh, hmm, that's, that's a good well, thought, though. He's, he's thinking read the bottle. cause and effect. That's pretty. I like that. I may have lied. I, you know, <laughs> it, it's possible that what I was using might hurt the trees, and now I feel bad about it. It, it was a water-based... Uh, degreaser, water based. So deforestation agent. <laughs> I guess pretty much everything is water based. Water based. <laughs> you see, the water is there to trick the tree into drinking it. Yeah, the best degreaser is pure Roundup. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was fascinating. Interesting. Uh, so it's rubbing off a little bit, or that could be. I mean, that could be. A little both, right? That could be kind of Well, a, I tried to explain it away and he didn't believe me. I was like, uh-huh. well, mm, I don't, I think it's okay. I think it's safe, but it's also going to go, it's going to go into this pit and down around the house and out into the yard, into that big pit I dug. Yeah. You remember the big pit? I don't think he was it's around. It's going to break down big, over time. And it's going to go really deep into the ground. And he's just looking at me with this puzzled look on his face. And he's like, isn't that where the trees get their water? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, well, deeper than that. Much, much deeper. <laughs> It's never coming yeah. back up ever again. You've heard of the molten earth core, son? <laughs> well, that's where Let all... me tell you about the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You see... I like what he's thinking, though. He's, uh, he's thinking yeah. of his impact on the environment. That's kind of cool. That's all right. And, and, and you call me a hippie, but I did not start this. I think my wife did it. It's the whole point of the story. I'm not sure. If, Maybe he learned it in yeah, school. I, I don't know. Hippie. <laughs> not that I don't want him to be concerned. I think it's kind of neat, but... My... my my concern was that's, that my wife told him that I was spilling yeah. bike. Like, oh, he's the out place. there murdering the trees again. And you're like, oh, I'm going to hang out with Dad. 
dead. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think she did, though. I think he learned it in school. But that, And that must have been some critical thinking. That was yeah, impressive. I like it. That he connected all those things together. It was interesting. So he cool. must have been doing something really about water and trees and all that Cycle of life. Stuff. Yeah. Hmm. 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 I was going to say something else about books. Oh, yeah. I had a question for you about our book topic. Hmm. So, all this reading I'm doing, typically I do in the privacy of my own home, but I've noticed uh, when we're reading at the library or when people are over and I'm reading my kids' books, they all laugh at me. Hmm? And it's a little bit it's a little bit rude. I'm not sure exactly. Wait, I know why they're laughing. Other kids but I'm laugh not sh- you or your kids laugh? No, other adults. Other adults. What? When you're reading to your kid in public? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, the reason is is because when I read stories to the kids, I read them in character. Yeah, you know what I mean. I like do that so, too. not all the time, but sometimes. Book. Actually, most of the time, you have to sort of nuance the different voices because that way you could stop saying he said, she said, George said as much because there's a lot of that repetition there in books. There is. I was going to mention that about the treehouse books. Yeah. Like probably 50% of the oh, words are... I leave that stuff yeah. out after a while, especially if there's a good cadence to the discussion, but... Oh, Thank you. That yeah. is brilliant. But unfortunately, they... they and maybe this is a strategy for writing. They usually put that stuff at the end of the sentence. you got to do some quick read-aheads. Yep. You know, it's like, run to the treehouse, cried Andy. I have my book open. And I make up like dumb voices for both yeah, of them. So yeah, if I start to. getting... Throughout the book, if Annie's really starting to annoy me... She starts to take on the voice of a really, <laughs> real whiny <laughs> little jerk, right? And then Jack, Jack has turned into in the Streethouse book kind of a dopey, because he always does the same thing. He, he's always saying, "Oh brother," so he turns. He's turned into kind of a dopey. He's like Eeyore. Kid. Oh bother. Oh brother. Hey. Well, yeah. Well, the narrative is that, that Annie's. What? We should do what? I wonder where she got the inspiration for "Oh brother" from. Oh bother. Oh, from Eeyore, you think from she's Eeyore. stealing? Yeah, All most right, likely. Let's Everyone steals uh, from everyone else. What's her address? I'll get it. From hey, I got a new money care. making scheme for you. Forget writing, but <laughs> go after <laughs> other authors writers. Plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you got. Yeah. We know where you got your inspiration from. Send two million dollars to this address. Uh, yeah, so he's he's the kind of Dobie character, and saying the same thing over and over again. So I've been reading then his voice. Yeah. And people laugh uh, at you. Thanks for agreeing with me. People laugh at me. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think you've answered your own question. They're probably getting a kick out of, you know, Maybe. the energy Maybe. and the character you're adding to the character. So. Unfortunately, uh, I don't want to say the word racist because that <laughs> makes me sound like a racist. <laughs> when I read, I have a, a, a Spanish reading voice. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I like to do, especially when he has this soccer book. That's about, uh, well, a couple of Spanish kids that, that are playing soccer. And it's written in English, of course. Mm. But um, unfortunately, now my son thinks that I'm actually speaking Spanish. <laughs> because you add Spanglish to the word. So if, well, if I just, if I roll my R's and do all kinds of things and it is sound, if I, if I do it for you now, it will sound terrible. <laughs> like as if I'm a horrible oh, person. No, I, I know what you're saying. But. Uh, so don't do it. <laughs> 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 he used to yell at me for doing it too. He told me to stop, but now he just now he's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's only certain, you know, it's certain books. If they're, I don't know. Then sometimes if I just feel like doing it, yeah. the narrator is Spanish and everybody else is. No, it's, that's hard to switch back and forth on. Sometimes. That's interesting. Josie actually will yell at me now if I read 
the Spanish words in a book. So she's got this magazine that has a high life or hi-fi. Highlight? Hi- oh, hi. Yeah, it's like high, it's like highlights, but for a little younger kids called hi-fi. It's kind of cute. And, uh, these people are Spanish and they talk mostly in English, but you know, the, the gist of the little story is always in Spanish. And so there's a couple little words to learn and all that. And I've always, you know, just read them along with the story. And lately she's like, ah, don't read the Spanish. I'm like, well, that's part of the story. And she's yelling at me not to read it. I'm like, um, I'm not goofing around. This is Spanish. She's like, I don't want to hear the Spanish. But Josie. So she's a racist. So is what apparently you're saying. my five-year-old <laughs> with zero influence, uh, that we know of is can't stand to hear. Intolerant. Yeah. Is intolerant to hearing Spanish spoken, which is interesting. Let me hear yours. So you can read a, t- say a sentence in Spanish for me. <sighs> what do you know? Do you know any Spanish? No, I could say, como está usted? Me llamo es Cristobal. Cristobal. <laughs> Cristobal. See, the problem is that that's, I already started doing you play it. Play it all up. I do. I do a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. Cristobal. <laughs> that's not Spanish. This is you. No, I know it. Well, that's what. That's the problem. It isn't. That's Randish. I start to sound like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> Which and is he thinks awesome, actually, he in its own that's right. Now Spanish. Yeah. I really want to do it now, but it's be it'd be terrible. I'm not yeah. going to do it. Well, maybe you could open the next show. Read a passage from. Ooh, that's a good Spanish idea. I'll get, I'll get the soccer book. Yeah. Next show, people, <laughs> the intro, or maybe I'll just read it for the intro for this show without telling but, you. Oh, no. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so, we have a couple new s- segments we're trying to birth. What do you think? Should we birth some of these? Or did we already start them up? We had like squeeze them out. The crazy stories, the best inventions, and the We already did um, Crazy Story of the Week. We did. I'm not sure those are so crazy. You wanted to skim through them? Yeah, forget those. We'll talk about them. All right. Give me your crazy stories. I don't really have them. No, we don't have to do the crazy stories. All right. The death of a segment. Crazy stories just come up anyways. Everything's a crazy story. Exactly. Why segment it? So we won't won't isolate it. All right. But I did want to mention, uh, because I think we'll have a list of these, but let's, let's, let's make every week Thanksgiving week and show our appreciation for something we're horribly thankful for Mm. or especially thankful for. And... In the segment called The Best Invention Ever <laughs> for this week. Maybe this is the most important one and will last for all time. I'm not sure. But I think we underappreciate our washing machines. Absolutely. I'd like to put them on a pedestal. Let's have a big round of applause here, people. <laughs> Thank you. Boy, I mean, what Sunday, in addition to being reading day, is essentially do six loads mm-hmm. of laundry day. And that's a light and day. Pile the, that's a light day. <laughs> and pile them up on the living room floor and fold them while the kids unfold them for yes. you while you're trying to read them a book. They body dive into the pile <laughs> of folded clothes repeatedly. And man, <sighs> if if I had to do, if I had to like scrub these things. Yeah, walk or, them down to the creek with your washboard and just <laughs> with cold water and soap or lie. Maybe not even that. Even if I had a sink in the house, just that kind of thing. Yeah. Just transferring it from the washing machine to the dryer is trouble enough. Yeah. Why can't they be all in one? I think Europe has these all in ones machines, but they're not very big. They're very small. So it dries in the water. Oh, that's actually fairly mm-hmm. brilliant because well, because they don't have a lot of space. All these tiny little European <sighs> apartments and stuff. They have these all in one machines, but they're tiny. Oh, okay. they can wash like a one pair of little undies in there, <laughs> and that washes and dries. European are very diminutive creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean no. the Europeans are tiny. The <laughs> apartments are tiny. Throwing it out there. So the machines are tiny. But that's brilliant, though, because, oh, okay, so ever since we moved to the front loader, 
every front loader we've gotten has this gasket that seems to like to hold moisture and they'll uh-huh. they always have drainage cracks and yeah you gotta old, wipe it down yeah you gotta dig out the funk and hair that collects in it it always gets Gross. damp and it yeah. always stinks right. yeah if the thing dries oh, itself you don't have the boom. um the washing machine washing stuff yeah you do a vinegar wash yeah we probably should do that more often a washing machine tip well i told you we'll do a whole episode on diapers but we used cloth diapers mm-hmm. and guess where we wash them in the washing machine in the washing machine, oh. which actually has a diaper cycle. And you try your just to, uh, your darndest. Darned. Oh, so close. Yeah. Man, to, we're um, today. I'm not even drinking. To shake shake the poopies out in the toilet. You don't want to just drop whole logs in the washing machine. That would be a disaster. <laughs> but, it only adds uh, so much for this miracle invention. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's got to fit through the little drain holes. Oh. So, but we, there's a diaper cycle. And so it's like steaming hot water. And it's, th- it's over three hours long. Holy cow. Right. So you get some confidence that it works. But after uh, a number of washes, mostly it's the, the urine in the diapers and whatnot. Mm. And just whatever being damp, like you said, for so long. Yeah, they don't the dry The washing well. machine starts to stink. Yep. It doesn't dry out because you leave the door closed. And, uh, yeah, we leave ours cracked. Out. but I leave it open a lot. But you yeah. can do a um, – very common is to do a vinegar wash. Okay. Run it empty. Do a certain cup of vinegar or something. That'll really – get out some of that smelly stuff. But they also sell some specific soap for, ooh, that was an alliteration, for um, sell some specific yeah, that was soap. Did you see all those? Alliteration. Like uh, what would that for, be consonants? For, huh? Isn't alliteration what? with vowels and consonants is with consonants? That's an S. Don't overthink it. Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> People, Google that. Send me mail. Okay. No one uses um, consonants. You never hear people use that word. You always hear alliteration. You always hear alliteration. No, I hear that more. What word are you saying? Consonants. Consonants. I could be. Yeah, like non-vowels. Yeah, the, it's. I thought that's what alliteration with consonants are. Oh my gosh, we gotta look this. That's up. That's what an alliteration is. It's like the first letter is the same for all the, the sounds of the first. Okay. The first sound of the word is the same for a series of them. Right. I'm not sure if the letter has to be the same because you could say cell. Like with a C. Prison. Totally cell. Googling this. I can't even spell it right. It's good. Well, you're making clicky noises and typing noises now. So they make soap <laughs> for washing your washing machine. And uh, what was the point of all this? Oh, yeah. So and washing machines are the best invention ever. Now, the dryers, dryer's handy, but a lot of people will hang their wash out on the line. That's right. Save money You've got a lot of energy. alternatives to a dryer and not many to a washer. Not many to a washer. I mean, drying is like a pretty straightforward process. You just got to get the water out, right? Spin it around, hang it up near the fireplace. No big deal. But scrubbing them and rinsing them, getting the, I mean, just getting the soap in and then getting the soap out again. That is some complex stuff without destroying all your clothes. Hmm. I like it. So yeah, I'm putting, if it's not already on a pedestal, your washing machine is going up on a pedestal. I think we should have a picture of a sweet washing machine on the site this week too, just to... Mm. Really drive. I like ours. I'll put a picture of my kid in a washing machine. There you go. And I know you have one. I do. I have a couple. Well, they're in the dryer, I think, (laughs) on all the warm, dry clothes. I stuck them in there. All right. Just to clear it up, consonants can be understood as a kind of alliteration, but what sets it apart from alliteration is the repetition of only the consonant sounds. But consonants is the opposite of assonance, which I was thinking of, which is you're spelling it. Repetition. So you keep saying consonants, but is it two different Con-sonance. words? Consonance. C O N 
S O N A C E consonants. It's alliteration, but specific. It's a homonym. Look that consonants. up. I can't even say it anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and with that, we destroyed the segment on. <clears throat> no, wait. I think a homonym is spelled the same, but has two different meanings, not sounds the same. Right? No, I don't look that up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez. So I, uh, so I do have baby tip for the week. Oh, cool. Lay it out. It's, it's kind of dumb. That's okay. <laughs> no, I have two. The first one we we alluded to last week, but I, th- I thought I'd re-mention it. I see far too many pictures of we're in New England, right? Mm. It's been super cold. Plus, we had that uh, polar vortex split off and come down right. and make the whole slightly US of a. more cold. Well, actually, a lot of places a lot of more wicked cold. more cold. Central wicked more cold. We were also negative degrees for a little while. Hmm. What, did you not notice this? I, I didn't care because, like, we live in New England. You don't even notice it. You just didn't go outside. Oh, I sure did. I just was like, hey, it's a little brisk today. Oh, it's four. No wonder. You know? It yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so my tip is, uh, and it's an obvious one, but pro- properly dressing your kids for the winter. Oh, and yes. I guess a piece of it is is how to, right? Because mm. uh, many people, I've noticed, will put like one shirt on their kid and a jacket on, right? Mm. And they'll be like, okay, you know, we're going, and then they'll put short, tiny little socks and their sneakers on. And and then like this little pretty hat on them and it's not really covering their ears. And they go outside and it's it's literally too yeah, outside. Dangerously cold for and kids, right? They've got this super thick coat on and it looks like, well, that looks warm. And then they've got these tiny mittens that are barely past the bottom of their thumb. Yeah, it's like crocheted they, mittens. Right. <laughs> right. And the and the, you can see the skin on their wrist yeah. halfway up their arm yeah. and both arms. It's like we, you've got their, their skin's exposed. And then they got a little hat on that looks nice, but doesn't go all the way down. And their neck's exposed, and their ears are exposed, and their whole face is exposed. And meanwhile, you know, mom and dad are wearing like these elbow-length mittens and their boots up to their knees. Uh, same thing. Wait, it so just, you're seeing parents who are well-dressed with kids who are negligent? Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah. Usually I <laughs> yeah. see like the whole suite. Like the kids oh, are man. ill-dressed, and so are the parents. Or the kids are, are, are you know, done up in a little bean or Land's End, and so are the parents. I, I don't often yeah. see like the parents done up and the kids unless the kid just does their own getting dressed which is oh, what you don't right. let your kids do is get dressed for zero degree weather on their own when it's when you're yeah i mean like 40 degrees out you can get away with a lot of yeah, stuff sure. like today it was in the 40s like anything above it's 32 like, it's, wear your gloves don't wear your gloves yeah. i don't care it's not gonna freeze over your hands you get cold put them on and they would uh you get below freezing yeah. you the situation changes a little you gotta worry more but you get below like 20 mm-hmm. uh we're entering goggle territory mm. so this is maybe the sort of little tip. fingers you gotta layer up those mittens too yeah i i think the specific of my tip is don't be afraid to slap some goggles on your kids mm. even the tiny ones maybe not like one but if they're in you know put them in a bubble like they should be inside of something yeah. but my my daughter she's two she loves wearing her ski goggles <laughs> and the last when it was cold out I mean, we were playing outside, and actually this was the point of my tip is that I got sort of scolded by some random strangers for being outside with my kids in such cold weather, yeah. right? And we were just playing around, but like, they were fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they, they literally were, they both had like balaclavas on. You couldn't see an inch of their skin yeah. anywhere. And you layer they up their the ski goggles on. crazy too. Yeah, because whether that cold, your eyes will freeze, <laughs> 
I mean, you, seriously, like the the moisture from your eyes will get in your eyelashes. It'll freeze so fast, and it'll hurt their eyes mm. being you know zero degree weather in their eyeballs. So, slap some goggles and on. Goggles, insulation, air makes a great insulator. A layer of air yeah. between the outside and their little faces. Yeah, the the hands I find trickiest, right? Because you have to those little mm. flimsy crochet gloves or whatever go good over a big insulated super mitten that goes like way up their arm and but just getting them into get all mad. that especially when yeah. they're too young it's impossible once they're they yeah, don't like want to wear them because they want to use their little hands yeah, exactly they can't grab it they they throw them off <laughs> i don't know what to do about that to be honest yeah you just got to deal with it for a while yeah they get those little painful fingers they'll they'll start to learn you come <laughs> in you wash your hands it's like ice picks it's awful <laughs> i don't have a strategy for that nah. all right the best i can do is yeah we just do our daughter has like a long coat on and she wears thin little mittens. So usually her hands are up in her sleeves because yeah, yeah, the yeah. coat is long. And then if she wants to do something, her hands pop out and <laughs> do things. So so they stay a little bit warm because they're up in the sleeves. But Yeah. Uh, I layer. Layering's good. That's about all you could do. Put a big puffy layer. mitten over a, another lighter glove and that'll give you that, mm-hmm. you know, insulation. But don't be afraid to cover up the – get the neck covered up if they have a hood. Yeah. Put put a hat on their head and put the hood over the hat so it covers up the back of their neck, yeah. blocks the wind a little bit. I and like then, the goggle uh, idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, if it's getting I, I should get some for snow blowing. I'm such an idiot. I, I cover everything but Dude, my eyes. Absolutely. And, you know, occasionally the snow blows into snow my right eyes in and I'm like, whoa, that's cold. And hurdy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you get yourself a little ball club to cover your mouth and eyes. You won't even care. You'd be like, I'll just blow it. I'll just turn the thing right around in my own face. <laughs> I'll just catch it with my mouth. <laughs> Because I want. Because I'm that cool. That's the way I wanted to spray it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. Don't mind me. All right, so that was a terrible tip. But, I like uh, that tip. It was a good tip. We'll say goggles. Like who don't thinks of putting ski goggles, goggles on the kids? kids? Like when they're just I hanging do. out sledding and stuff. But those are the kids. They love it and have a good time. And then it's they're like little sunglasses too. Sure. They're tinted. Good tip. Plus, it allowed me. Here's maybe the important part about it. Uh, while during one of the storms, I brought my son outside while I was shoveling. He was having time of his life playing around <laughs> the driveway. And I was having fun, maybe I told you this already, because while shoveling, I got to basically hurl shovelfuls of snow at him. <laughs> this was time. nice light snow to do that with, too. It's perfect. It was. And I think this was when it was It was like five degrees outside. It was really, really cold. <laughs> but he was so bundled up. He had his goggles on. He had his balaclava on. He had his hood over, he had his hood over the balaclava and then the goggles over the hood. So it held the hood on. And the goggles covered all of his skin and his balaclava was over his mouth. So nothing was exposed. So even if I hit him square in the face with a shovel full of snow, he would fall over backwards. But uh, he he didn't get close, son. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. I didn't hit him with the shovel. There you go. No, he was far away. Yeah. Oh, they love it. Josie tries to get in front of the snowblower. I'm like, no, because it's not quite as gentle as a shovel. And if there's rocks in there, it doesn't care. Yeah, no, she she's no. she knows now to walk behind me. Hmm. Yeah. She'll, she'll, All right, we gotta we gotta wrap it up shortly. But I had one other tip, and this is sort of philosophical, oh, right? We're gonna wrap it up I with a philosophical like, tip. People, put well, your seatbelts on. We're going for a long <laughs> journey here. <laughs> Lately, I've been feeling like I've I've had some bad breath. Uh-huh. You know you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I feel like I have bad breath. Hmm. I brush my teeth and and whatever. Your hey, tonsils time. been bugging you. You have some of that drip going because no no it's just you know like like that sort of thing 
like sticky. Hmm. And uh, it's really hard to tell. Like, how do I tell? I'm going to do the whole hand and nose thing. But that's that yeah, then you work. smell your hand. <laughs> and you're like, hey, my, my breath smelling? smells like Safeguard. It's wonderful. Mm. Safeguard. <laughs> soap. That's a soap, right? Like Irish Spring. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, who do you ask? Where are you going to be like, mm, ask my wife, does my breath smell? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> it always smells, right? No. I always you know, say she, that. She <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody would be truthful. That's the problem. So I realized, like, wait a minute. I got two little truth monkeys running around. Oh, there you go. I'll use one of them. So sure, we were, I was sitting there reading stories with my son. I'm like, Max, Max, I got a question for you. He's like, what? I'm like, smell my breath. And he just jams his face right, in, <laughs> no right, in, right into my it. mouth. Like, ah. And he's like, Bill! <laughs> Gross! I'm like, well, what? What's it smell like? What? He's like, Smells like coffee. Yeah, I was about to say, is this after a black coffee in the morning? I was just drinking coffee. I'm like, we'll try this again later. So I haven't followed up with him, but I'll have to catch him on a non, you know, after coffee. Plus, he had his nose inside of my mouth. Yeah, that's, you gotta, he's gotta be about a foot away, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the tolerance. If if your breath power ebbs, it like wanes at a foot, then you're golden. If it's persistent beyond a foot, foot and a half, three feet, 10 feet, you got issues. Uh, mm. I like that. Use the kids yeah. as well. So second, of course, a lot of times I uh, slips my mind to put on some deodorant. <laughs> and one day I just, I hadn't, right? I'm like, well, I don't smell anything. And sure, you know, I'm like, Max, come on over here. And I put my arms right what above my head. What fast food restaurant does daddy remind you of right now? Can you, smell, <laughs> you smell my pitch. And same thing. Jammed his nose right Ow. into my pits, like touching <laughs> the center. Uh. Oh, I had a shirt on. And he's like. He drew the smell out, even if it wasn't there. <laughs> he pulled it right out of you. And I was like, well, well, how is it? And he's like, eh, it's okay. Hey, there you go. It's like, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I didn't, I didn't smell it. And I was a little concerned that it was one of those, like, I couldn't smell it things. I'm not saying I never stink. I'm just, at the moment, yeah, yeah. nothing had nothing had overflowed. <laughs> so, like, oh, I'm cool for a little now, while. Now, do you wear deodorant or antiperspirant? Uh, I usually wear deodorant. Yeah, same here. I've given up antiperspirant. Oh, no, wait. I should say, no, I'm sorry. The white I usually caucus? wear the antiperspirant. Oh, yeah. And you probably think it's bad for you because it is like a little bit no, Well, that, that connection to Alzheimer's and all that is still kind of... Elusive. I don't rub it on my brain. No, but it oh, it doesn't go. You know what I mean? It's drawn into your body. It's there. They don't know whether or not that's a risk or not, but it's potential. Um, but I I did stop using that for the main reason. I would put it on, and aside from ruining my shirts by turning into these gross little deodorant pucks underneath my armpits yeah. that chunk up and never come out, they turn into like I don't know what they turn into like. How much are you putting on? No, it would just happen over time, right? Uh, but I noticed they it would make me sweat worse. And my theory is it forms such a thick layer that I'm no longer ventilating because I've got this shield of metallic and, you know, wax or whatever loaded up. So I, I, I would frequently, when I drink a coffee, a strong coffee, it, sometimes it makes me sweat a little bit. And I'd be working away... <laughs> Do you it, sweat when you eat? Uh, no, I don't. But it's just coffee. I think it's a caffeine response or something. But I'll just be typing away, working, and then it would just be like, squirt, and just like, just uh, 
something would turn on a faucet under my arms and I was like, what is going on? And it would stop and it would start up again. I'm like, what is up? So I started tinkering with it and I went for quite a few months without wearing any deodorant. And I was telling people at work and they all yeah. thought I was insane, but I was like, let me ask you this. When do you think I started? And they're just like, right. oh, I have no idea. I'm like, right. Did you say smell my pants? No, no. But I, I will let you know when I didn't wear it mid to late day, I would notice I had a little aroma. I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe I should, you know, whatever. I, it wasn't terrible. It's not like it's old, but it's when it's fresh, it's not as bad, which sounds horrible, but it's true. So then I switched to a, you know, light deodorant, which doesn't seem to have that sealant effect as much. It doesn't ruin your clothes and makes you smell pretty anyway. I could probably just spray some perfume on me and achieve the same effect. But yeah, that's one of those inventions that's kind of, I'm not sure I'm fully on board with it. <laughs> Andy Persprey. Now, who's the hippie? Who's the hippie now? Hey, man. Peace and love. Hey, man. Peace and love, brothers and sisters. And take care of your kids when they're in the cold. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ready to wrap it up? <laughs> Why not? Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Yeah. Do we want to, like, say our site name and all sorts of silly stuff? Or not really, right? Oh, yeah. Dadsbeingdads.net. The dot com guy is someone else, but he still likes us a lot. <laughs> So he's cool. Yeah, so we like him. He's been posting our shows on his Facebook page. So if you get confused by that, have you noticed this? Have you seen this? The guy, yeah. the face, the Dad's Being Dad's Facebook guy has been posting all of our shows on his <laughs> Um Let's see. I don't know. Just go to the site. You can find our contact thing. You can email us, podcast at dadsbeingdads.net. You can find us on Twitter at dbdcast because the Dad's Being Dad's thing was tasted by this other guy. Who seems to have we nothing love. to do with dads being dads, all right? Was that the marketing-ish guy? He's very polite. I'm not though. sure if they're all related. There's one, there's a Twitter guy, okay. there's a Facebook guy, and there's a website guy. I think the Facebook guy and the website guy are related, but the Twitter guy is not. Okay. I have no idea. I haven't connected all of them together. Are they even dads? I mean, one of them must I be a dad. I would assume so. <laughs> I hope so. Props okay. to them, though. I know the dad, the Facebook guy is definitely like wicked into being dad, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go, Dad. Good night, Chris. Have a good night, Randy. You too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.